The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we are back. This is post Super Bowl Tuesday. You can just make up any post anything after the Super Bowl. The biggest, the biggest watch show. I think that's the language. The biggest watch show uh, ever, ever. And that was the Super Bowl. And we're still talking about it. We're going to talk about it for days, maybe even a week or two to come. This is Brandon Marshall, your host from Paper Route. I have BC in the booth and also Andrew Woohoo. What they do? Yo, what's you. good? What's good? How we hey, feeling, we going sir? viral. Hey, what y'all say? We going viral. <laughs> let's go viral. Let's go viral. Let's go viral. Talk about it. Oh talk man, talk about it. What man. happened? You said you know, let's talk about let's talk about y'all. Y'all setting me up. Like y'all, y'all knew the whole time. I'm talking about Katy Perry. Katy Perry m- m- trying to say Taylor <laughs> Swift. <laughs> BC gonna wait till I'm three minutes into this 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 conversation. Be like, bro, are you talking about Taylor Swift? At first, I thought you really met Katy Perry because you had mentioned yeah, her earlier. I, so I thought you met Katy, and then when I realized, I'm like, oh no, you Taylor Swift? You talking about? Yeah, <laughs> I thought you met Katy too because we were just talking about the Super Bowl halftime. You're right, right. So that's why I thought I thought you was on that, but then yeah. <laughs> no, so the, the the story the story that's going viral for everyone is out there is listening on Sirius XM Faction Talk Channel One Hundred Three. Um, we talked about Kanye West uh, getting kicked out of the Super Bowl yesterday. Now, some people are saying it's fake news. Some people, um, you know, uh, is is spreading the word, right? And, and so, from a credible source, sitting next to somebody who runs a network and a suite, and they're like, "This just happened." I'm like, oh, really? Tell me more. <laughs> like, tell me more. <laughs> I, you I know, know I like to get messy. And so that's the story. Like, Kanye tried to position himself in front of Taylor Swift's, not Katy, Katy Perry, but Taylor Swift's suite so he can also get that shot, right? Had his mask on, his logo, um, and security came 
and removed them. That that is the story. Um, listen, this Taylor Swift thing is big. Uh, that was yesterday's news. But uh, I got this this text early this morning from our producer Brian, and he he, he said uh, the Super Bowl was most watched TV telecast of all time, and we are all stupid if we don't admit that Swift effect was the reason. Um, I, I don't know if I agree with Brian, guys. I, I would love to hear y'all thoughts on this before we dive into the run of our show today. But mm-hmm. I don't know if I believe. I don't know if I believe that. I, I think she definitely uh, contributed to a growing audience this year, for sure. Right, like pop culture people who may 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 not necessarily be Swifties, but they're into the pop culture space. So seeing a celebrity, so an athlete, superstar athlete and a superstar entertainer come together is always uh, interesting to follow and track. But the reason why I don't, I, I, I really, I don't know if I, I, I if I 100% agree with Brian is because last year uh, the numbers were ridiculous, right? And I think that was the, 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 the most watched Super Bowl ever. And so the game is getting bigger. There's more excitement. And um, who knows where it's coming from? But Brian... I, I believe it is from these halftime shows last year. Obviously, Rihanna did her thing. She brought, you know, I, all I heard were girls talking about they just wanted to see the, the the Rihanna concert and there was some football game going on around it. So, <laughs> you know, like I definitely think that the Taylor Swift thing um, impacted the viewership um, yeah. because a lot of people just tuned in females especially like they tuned in because they wanted to see usher you know what i right. mean like they don't they won't typically watch the super bowl if they do they're with their boyfriends you know what i mean they're just they're not really into it they're just there for the party you know what i mean and i i, I think a lot of people did i think that definitely contributed to the uh accelerated numbers for sure let me mm. let me touch in on this because i actually i want to share with you guys it took me four years of trying to get my girlfriend to watch football games <laughs> till she finally watched the Super Bowl. So like it was a it was a tough defeat, but I wanted to ask you B Hold like, on, hold on. Be- before you ask me a question, why did she watch the Super Bowl? Was it because of Taylor Swift? Usher? No. Was it No, remember I barely watched this Super Bowl. I'm talking about last year's Super Bowl. But uh, what happened was she actually started to like the sport. So it wasn't really about the halftime show last year. She watched the entire game, and mm. she was excited. Um, one thing that did let her down a little bit was when Demar Hamlin had his injury. She kind of got out of it for a couple of weeks, but outside of that, she like started to enjoy the sport more, which I was right, excited right. about. So it's something we could share. Well, be- before before you ask the question, I just don't <laughs> want to th- completely uh, dog Brian on this. BC mm-hmm. seems to agree with Brian, our producer. I just don't believe it was that it's just hard for me to think that one person can move the needle that much she does have 281 million followers yes right and you have to look at her demographic and, mm-hmm. and ask how many people are avid football fans now i know there isn't too many probably swifties that are just avid football fans so she certainly can push uh millions of people to anything she wants but she's not out there saying hey guys tap in go watch my 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 my, my love go score mm-hmm. a touchdown she's just showing up as herself yeah. so so you so y'all believe you you and Brian believe yes 
that the Swifties are tuning in just to see her. Yes. Five, yes. six, seven times on the. Yes, they are fanatics, bro. And she does move the needle. She moved the, she moved the economy last year. Of course, she can move the needle on the Super Bowl. Like she was, the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like her, her concerts were bringing in millions, millions of millions of dollars. So yeah, just her being in the building. Obviously, also I think Usher. I think the combination added to it. Obviously, the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. It's gonna go. It's gonna go up regardless. It's gonna do their numbers, but I definitely think that the added and I think just because the halftime shows are getting a little bit better, the talent that they that they're booking is getting better too. So people definitely want to see these shows inside of it because, like yeah. you said, it's a festival. It's a, you said it's a week long festival. It's a concert. It's a football game. It's you business know meeting. business. It's it's everything. So I, I definitely right. think that contributed to it. Um, the combination of Usher performing and Taylor Swift just being in the building, everybody, NFL cut to her. I don't even know how many times. I, we need a record count on how many times they were cutting to her. They cut to her because, you know, I, I don't know if y'all know, but I was at the game, right? So I was, yeah, I was in the suite. I told y'all that yesterday. <laughs> right, yeah, y'all exactly. So you I think you might have mentioned You it. didn't get to see, but they cut to Taylor mad times. So really? yeah. they definitely were trying to juice it themselves. They the NFL knows that she Let me was going to bring though, that she was going to bring viewership. That's why they kept cutting her. I watched two quarter two quarters in like five minutes of the third, and I probably saw Taylor at least ten times. Really? Yeah, yeah it was I'm bad. Telling you, wow. It was like a do y'all think? Do do you guys think that Taylor and her team, or maybe the NFL, or even both, are sitting down figuring out how to? strategically work together or maybe they have already done that but if if you're taylor swift it's like you're given if this is the case if brian is right if every in in, in you if you're right bc then why would taylor swift just show up and not get a piece of it um because she's not trying to exploit her relationship with travis kelsey but i do think that maybe her team may you know behind the scenes be like okay look you know she's going to come, this and that. We need X, Y, and Z. or You know what I mean? Like something has to be worked out because you're using her image <laughs> a lot for right, free. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? For right. free. Like her just coming in the building is like eyes. So, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't put it past them if there was like some sort of like agreement or just an arrangement or understanding behind right. the scenes as Real far quick. as like how we're going to do this and just how much we're going to do this and whatever she needs from the back end, you know what I mean? Or whatever. But right, right, right. Exclusive boyfriends, right? If Taylor, let's say Taylor's team's not doing anything, right? If it was Beyonce in those stands, do we, do we see them cutting to her as much? I mean, they just did cut randomly the, throwing out she was dating an NFL player. I mean, they did cut the oh, B yeah. a lot. They Absolutely. cut the B a lot too. I'm not yeah. going to, I ain't going to hold you on that. Not as much as Taylor, but they cut the B. Plenty of times in the booth, chilling, you know what I mean? Having a good time, enjoying the game, Jay-Z there, this, that. So she didn't get as much airtime as Taylor Swift. So no disrespect to their marriage, but let's say uh, in another world. Yeah, in another world. Right? Mm -hmm. In another world, mm -hmm. if Beyonce was married to Patrick Mahomes or dating Patrick Mahomes or dating. Let's say Trent Williams. 
Wait, come on, you Trent, Beyonce, and Trent. You <laughs> think on, Trent will poop? Stop it. I like Big Trent. <laughs> hey, Big Trent, Trent flies out. Man, Beyonce's only messing <laughs> with the cream, with the jets, top man. of the toppers. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he's smart he too. Like, he gotta be like OBJ or right, Pat. No, well, I'm Patrick, thinking who's in the bowl. Uh, though. I'm Prescott, thinking who's in the Dak bowl. Prescott, huh? I was thinking about who's in the actual bowl. No, but this is all hypothetical. So he's saying that if it's any yeah. and of any player. Yeah. And they're at the Super Bowl, yes. And she's hypothetically dating an NFL times. superstar. Yeah, they're cutting. They're <laughs> cutting the beat. She's getting the same treatment too. She's yeah, we have so much respect for Jay Z, where it's like it's it's, it's like difficult. For, <laughs> no disrespect, hope. Because <laughs> you, you also hear other ad, uh, artists and stuff talk about Beyonce. Everybody be like treading lightly, like that's yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, but B, this was my original question. So. Why do you suppose this doesn't happen more? Um, you know, the actress singer dating the football player. Like we see Taylor. I, yeah. We also know that um who's another big one? Damn, I had I had somebody's name at back in the top of my back head. in the day it was Tony Romo and Jessica Simpson. Right. There you go. There Tony you go. Romo, you, Romo you, Tony Giselle Romo, Jessica Simpson. You also had um Tom Brady Giselle. Yeah. You had, you, uh, had, you also you had but, Kim but K and uh, Kim K and Reggie have... Bush when he, uh, he won K, some K, games. He came running out on the thing when he won, you know. So, it, but it the happens. reason I'm asking is because it's such a popular theme in high school, you know, date the guy on the football mm. team. So why don't you think this happened? Like Russell and Sierra, that was the person I was thinking about. So like, why think don't you think it, it this happens, happens more? It, it happens, uh, and, but it, you, but you would think that it would happen more. But I just think that NFL dudes. You know, we got our helmets on, right? Like in high school, you are the show. But when you get to the league, it's like you got a helmet on. So people, you could be the man in the NFL and you can walk around. And now things have changed because of social media, but you can walk around and nobody notice you. Like, because they don't, they, all they know is your number. Right. That's mm. it. Your number, your Basketball name on players, the back. you know it. what I'm saying? Like even from a marketing standpoint, a deal standpoint, that's why their deals are different because you can see their face, Right. And they mm -hmm. sell units. Football players don't. So now you're asking a superstar uh, actress or singer, you know, who you want. You want the football player. You want the basketball player. You want the recording artist. Probably going to start with the recording artist and work your way down. Yeah. Right? And so there's only a few NFL dudes really popping like that and got the brands, um, you know, um, and, and that type of uh, vibe that, to really attract what, what you're talking about. Right. You know, it's just hard. Because it hard seems as like it's it gets a lot of money behind guy. it. But now that's no love. We're just talking about, you know, hey, look, this could be great for business. Yeah, that's right? what I'm saying. This is publicity exactly. stunt, all that other stuff. Exactly. I mean, you got OBJ and Kim K uh, dating now. Like, right. Well, yo. <laughs> it's yo, like it's man. starting to happen <laughs> more, right? <laughs> what the f oh, no, Can I curse on Sirius XM? Oh, like, man. Yes, you can now. Let it fly. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Y'all ready to start this show, though? <laughs> no, I'm just shit, we yeah. started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so today, guys, the big news on the first day after the Super Bowl comes from Dallas. Uh, the Cowboys, as we know, just let go of Dan Quinn, but they also just picked up uh, former Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer. Um, Quinn, who actually left to be the head coach in Washington, now, sorry guys, Zimmer replaces Dan Quinn, who left to be Washington's head coach 
B, what do you think of the hire for Dallas? Uh, I love this hire for Dallas. Um, Mike Zimmer uh, used to be the head coach, like you said, for the Minnesota Vikings. But before there, he was an all-time great uh, defensive coordinator. Uh, did a lot of damage when he was uh, calling plays as a D.C. for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I trust Mike Zimmer more than I trust Dan Quinn in that role for the Dallas Cowboys. We saw, look, Dan Quinn did a phenomenal job. That defense before he took over a couple years ago was a defense that probably would have got ran through in the SEC, right? Playing against the Alabamas of the world, the floors of the world. They were that (laughs) trash, all right? He comes in, obviously they bring in uh, Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, and boom, you know, they're turning the ball over at a crazy rate. Uh, one of the best defenses, they're getting after the quarterback. You know, all three phases are solid, all right? But then you get to the big moment, and you get ran through. Mike Zimmer, that ain't happening to a Mike Zimmer defense. And their defense is like, it, it, it's really, it's, 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 uh, it's not complex, but they just play amazing ball. His uh, The philosophy is just strong. And it's all about technique. It's all about all 11 of those dudes being on one string. I hate it playing against Mike Zimmer's defenses. So this is a phenomenal hire for the Dallas Cowboys. They probably got better. I'm going to be honest. They probably got better. He is mm. a guy that's tough. He's old school. But the Micah Parsons of the world, they're going to love that guy. They're going to love him. Trayvon going to love that guy, right? And he's also the type of dude that Dallas might need for Michael Parsons. You hear some of the stuff that he's starting to say. Like, he knows who he is. He knows his power. And, uh, you you know, with that, it comes some challenges. Who's going to be that guy in the locker room? Who's going to be that coach on the staff that can pull him to the side and be like, all right, bro, let's let's bring it back a little bit. Can you give us, like, And I think that's coach. Sorry, B. Can you give us finer details as to why? Because he was a former D.C. in Dallas before, but in the early 2000s. Is there, like, specific strategies? Like, like you go really in debt with Spags a lot. Like, can you do yeah. that with Mike Zimmer for us real quick? Quarters, it's just simple football. Quarters, defense, right? So the back end, the corner, the safety, the free safety, the other corner, everybody got a quarter of the field, right? And it's just, it's, and, and this is not a unique defense. Uh, almost every team, not every team runs it, but they may have it in a package. It's just like fundamentals of football, cover one, cover two, cover three, uh, cover four, quarters coverage, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And so it's really just they play. He's always had he's always done a great job of getting the right guys in the right spot. But it's also they're able to play fast and confident because it's not a ton of information. Right. Also, cover two and they play someone as well. So they mix it up. That's the thing that they do the best is they keep it simple, but the way they disguise. So pre-snap read, the quarterback come out, he think it's cover two, but then it turns into quarters, right? And so they just do a great job of mixing it up. And you're saying that that's, that's more a Zimmerman way. So like, are you, just to make the comparison, because that's what I was really getting at was the comparison of Zimmer to Quinn. Um, are you saying that Quinn was making it more difficult? To understand no, for, no, no. for the defensive no, uh, no, I've like obviously did a phenomenal Zimmer job the last Quinn. couple of years. It, it's 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 him. It's him. Okay. It just comes down to that, right? Like when you think about from a you know defense perspective, um, both have phenomenal philosophy well, good philosophies. 
right? It's not like um, they're not like the Baltimore Ravens and they're so sophisticated or the zone blitz with the Pittsburgh Steelers or Rex Ryan and Rob Ryan where they're just exotic. It's not that. Mm-hmm. Uh, both dudes are respected. But I, the, and this is just me and my experience playing against both guys. Um, is I just don't see a Mike Zimmer defense playing that bad in a postseason. You you won't see it. You won't see it. Not not Mike Zimmer as a defensive coordinator. You just won't see it. They're always tough. They're always smart. They're always in position. Yeah, go back to that game. That's why everybody want to blame Dak Prescott this, Dak Prescott that. That defense was shitty, man. Yeah, didn't they give up like 40-something or 30-something? Really? I don't remember. Look look who they played against and all of that. So this is a great hire for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, You know, the the guys have to adjust. They have to buy in. They've been running a certain uh, defense for the last couple of years. So, you know, that's always an adjustment. You know, I've seen guys act like I've seen guys act like little bitches. Um, I can talk like that on Sirius XM, right? I think so. We're good. Yeah, yeah, but like dudes come in and it's like, yo, change is inevitable in the in the in the league. Y'all getting attached to coaches and different players, bro. This shit is a revolving door. Yep. You know, I think like, you have like a two year max before put, they start thinking. Pull up about your different. pants, put on your boots, let's get to work. But I've seen dudes slow up that process of, you know, uh adjusting to a new defense because they in their feelings at their defensive coordinator, their, 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 their cornerback coach, safety coach got fired. So hopefully that's not the case there because this could be a, a, a better situation for the Dallas Cowboys. Do, do you think going forward though, that Mike McCarthy should, let's say, let's say the Dallas, like uh, BC predicted around week four or eight or something like that, that they start to struggle. Yeah. Should McCarthy start looking over his shoulder at his new DC? Should he start to be worried um, then? Well, first off, you guys keep saying that. UNBC keeps saying that. I don't think the Dallas Cowboys are going to struggle. I'm I, just, I mean, anything I'm can happen. I'm standing on that, man. I'm telling you. I'm hoping for I a 2 think their, their, their thing is not their, with this team, these coaches, their thing is not the regular season. Mm-hmm. It's the postseason. And I think that would be an idiotic move by Jerry Jones. Let's say they start off 3-3. Three and three. What's the commentary around this team? mediocre see this is why they should have moved on from him yeah but why would you do yeah but and then so you you move on and you okay zimmer you're the you're the interim head coach like it's a dumb decision because there's so much football left look at all look at just look at the last couple years look at this year look how the philadelphia eagles started off and look how they finished look how the uh the Kansas City Chiefs started off. Detroit look how two years ago. they finished the regular season. Then look how they went into the postseason, right? Mm-hmm. Like you just stayed a course. You stayed a course. Now if they start off zero and five, that's the zero and zero and four. I, I'll give it. I give you that. Yeah, they're not going to start. They, they won't start zero and four. But if they struggle, let's say it's the first eight. Let's give it eight games because the first four weeks you can't really tell. But if they like three and five. You know, and 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 coming up into a tough matchup next week against I don't know the Chiefs or the Niners or you know what I mean or something like that. Right. Now you're looking, it's looking bleak. I mean, it's looking do you, weak, stay, yeah. you stay on that course or because you've seen a lot of this already? You've seen this already. Mm-hmm. We've, we we we're no, we have 
I mean, the we, Dallas Cowboys haven't seen that. All I know from no, Mike no, no, McCarthy but I'm saying is that seen, he's a 12 win coach. But we've seen McCarthy. We've seen how long has McCarthy been with the Cowboys? What is it? Four years? This be four? Is it this, this may be his fourth year. This is going um, into his fifth year. Going yeah, into his so fifth year. Then what is have, it? 12, 12, 12 wins? What is it? Uh, it's uh, six and 10 the first year and 12 and five the last three. Yeah, but you guys, that's like you said. You just said it though. They're not playing for the regular season. That's great during the regular season. You're not getting mm-hmm. it done in the playoffs. That's a good point. So, okay. Is this your guy? Well, so I hear you, BC, but what you like, but now let's take this conversation, this argument across the league. So what are we going to do with uh, Coach Shanahan? Coach Shanahan's 0-3 in the Super Bowl. But he's going and, to and the Super Bowl. But he's getting to the Super Bowl. But he's getting to the Super Bowl. He's getting to the Super Bowl, though. He so that's actually, the goal is to get at to least, the Super Bowl. At the least. He's done more than McCarthy. But I get what B saying because he's like, you keep doing that and eventually you run out of coaches. You run out of QBs. You run out of running backs. You run out of people. So you have to depend on those who have been in like a Dak Prescott, even though he ain't going to take you there, you got to leave him there because he's the only one that's getting you to that 12-5 and five along with McCarthy. Okay, but that, how do you know that? How do, if you're so good at picking talent, you there might there may be a guy that can actually go in there and get the job Who done. Who are you saying is picking talent, Jerry? Yeah. Jerry he's not Steven. good at picking talent. You say they're not? I, I said Jerry doesn't have a good track record of picking talent. Well, I don't know how their setup is, but they've done a great job um, over the last. No, they've done. You know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe five maybe last, to eight years. Yeah, yeah, five to eight. It's been better. Yeah, they've done good. Between that and the Super Bowls, if he's been picking, it hasn't been that great. A lot of eight and eight seasons. I mean, we don't even have an appearance. Like, if we had an appearance from them, and then I'd be like, no, stick it out, ride it out with McCarthy, see if he gets you there. Like, same thing with Shanahan. Like, yeah, yeah you didn't you. You didn't get it, but you got your team through all the way to the end, to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, at least, I don't, why would you get rid of him? But McCarthy, we've seen this story over and over now for a few years, and he's not getting the job actually done. Like, yeah, I ain't even make it to the NFC Championship game. Right. So, look, just to answer your uh, Andrew's question, I think... He definitely, it doesn't matter if it's Mike Zimmer or not. He definitely needs to, I don't think he should look over his shoulder. I think he did a phenomenal job last year. He could have easily uh, won coach of the year if, you know, they did better uh, in a postseason as well. I mean, not easily, but he, his name was definitely should have been up there. Um, but because of the pressure and everything surrounding the Dallas Cowboys, yeah, he knows you know, uh, he has to get the job done or he there's a good chance he's out of there. He's a lame duck anyways, right? Mm-hmm. He's going into his, his last right. year of his contract. Right. So he knows the situation. But at the end of the day, that's why I said it about, uh, you know, I was talking about dudes acting like bitches or whatever. Um, but that's the, that's the league, period, man. Like, I mean, when you're a big dog and you walk in the locker room, you, you're, not, you're not really pressed. Like, you know you're good. You know what I mean? But for 90 percent of the league, guys walk in and they could have a garbage bag in front of their locker and getting a call from the Grim Reaper. You'll bring your playbook upstairs. You know what I'm saying? So like this is the business. Basically, what I'm saying is the business like Coach McCarthy know what he signed up for. Like I I ran into Coach Sean Payton uh, in Vegas. 
and I was asking about some other stuff and he's like, look, this is the business. This is what we signed up for. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so that's what just, it is. You got to respect it. Yeah. yeah. One day you here, one day you not. That's right. Straight up. Wives. Hey, you, you children. You, we gonna complain. We go. Oh, we gotta pick up. We gotta pack up, and then we gotta, you know, the kids gotta find a new school, and they just got with different. Well, this is what we signed up for. Right. <laughs> welcome to the welcome to the big leagues. <laughs> right. So they gonna be blind. okay. I don't. I, I'm not on the BC train. I look BC can't trust them. Okay, cool. I I get that, but I'm just looking at straight ball. Year to year, year to year. Some of these cats, they wasn't around 20, 30 years from now. They ain't, they ain't, they ain't holding on to that type of history. They coming in, man, to try to get the biggest check and trying to reach their goals. And then, you know, they got their team goals as well. They want to win the Super Bowl, right? And so when I look at the makeup of this division, they are in the best position. That we keep going through this exercise. Would you rather have the Dallas Cowboys situation? Or the Philadelphia Eagles situation. New coordinators. Where's A.J. Brown going to go? Right? Is Jalen Hurts really that guy? Right? What are they going to do with the defense? Um, uh, Kelsey, he retires. So you le- you're you're, lo- you're le- losing uh, a big dog up front. You're back in on the defensive side. It's getting old. The Giants. Danny Dime, do I we need to do I need to waste any time talking comparing <laughs> no. the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> no. to the Giants right now? Oh man, Sparrows. Commanders, yeah. new ownership. <laughs> what they gonna do with quarterback? I mean, what they, are, they should be okay. They, while everybody else is panicking around the Dallas Cowboys and everybody's you know diving into the same commentary, which I get. Why everybody doing that? If I'm in that Dallas Cowboys locker room, I'm just like, yo. We couldn't be in a better position. Everybody put their head down on work. Let's just go. That's every year. Panic. We've been hearing that every year. No, this could is this, sweet. This could is this sweet. be the year? Could this be the year? Yo, I got to go the taste year. the water like, in Dallas, yo. Oh, man. Because no, I don't know man. what they got these people convinced of. Dallas Waters is, I don't know. But, but B. I, I hear you. Hold on, hold on. I hear you okay. with that. That's fandom. I'm talking about straight football. From a fan's perspective, crazy, idiotic. I'm talking straight football. I'm looking at the guys they have on our mm-hmm. roster. I'm looking at the coaches that they have. I'm looking at the access to all the top amenities that they have. I'm looking at mm-hmm. the division. You win a division, you, you get in the dance. Okay, let's go. Y'all can't. Come on. Well, that, that's where I was going. I was going to say, I know it's too early for predictions. We don't even have a season schedule yet, right? Um. As the team is constructed now, because we know changes could happen, people could move, shift, whatever. Just slide Zimmer into Quinn's position with this team. Where do, what's their record? How far do they go? Well, I can go off of, you know, what have you done for me lately? Let's go back to when he was uh, the head coach of the Vikings. That's what it was. It was just yeah. mediocre. And sometimes it was above, it was good. You know, they had their opportunities for sure. But those last two years, receiver was pissed off because he wanted to play strong defense. He wanted to run the ball. So what's going to happen with C.D. Lamb? How is C.D. Lamb going to feel about that? How is Dak Prescott going to feel about that? So um, if you insert Mike Zimmer, I think that you're just going to get, you know, it's going to be the same outcome. It's going to be the same outcome. Mm -hmm. 
So for basically a wild card loss, maybe something a little better. I mean, I, who, who knows? I'm just saying, like, Mike Zimmer isn't the answer, and Mike McCarthy shouldn't, you know, I see what you're saying. Feel, be nervous about that. Because if it's not, it can be Zimmer. But if it's not Zimmer, it's going to be somebody else. He just needs to go out there and do his job, do exactly what he's been doing. And look, you never know how the ball is going to bounce. The San Francisco 49ers on paper, literally on paper, you know, were the mm-hmm. favorites. And they yeah. lose the game. Two they were the favorites. favorites all year. I think they, I mean, every week they every week this year they went into uh they went into every game as the favorites. I think yeah. they're favorites look, to win look, next year's Super look at their, Bowl look right at, now. Yeah, yes. Say it. Say it again, Andrew. <laughs> they're next year's favorites to win the Super Bowll. Already favorites to, to win, win the Super Bowl, Super Bowl or go to the Super guess what? Bowl. And guess what? They lost. Wait, to yeah. win the Super Bowl or go to yeah. the Super yes. Bowl? Yes. It was maybe like it's an hour then, after the game. They started throwing up uh bet predictions or whatever that they're they're next in line to win the Super Bowl next year. It's crazy. So they're a favorite, and then you have the Chiefs, and then I think it's Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and I don't, I don't see the Cowboys beating any of those squads in the playoffs. Right, well, well, did we see? Did we see the Kansas City, the struggling Kansas City Chiefs beating the 49ers week uh, mm. seventeen, week 15, 16, 17? If we said, well, look. I mean, Chiefs you got to find a way to be in the Super in Bowl. They're going to find a way in the Super Bowl, but they're going to play it against the 49ers. Who do you got? Everybody would have said 49ers. You yeah. always got a chance with Patrick. Yeah, but yeah, like you said, I'm I'm gonna uh, you can. Trust oh, now them. now now y'all want to say that? Now no, you can trust. <laughs> you can trust and believe Pat and Andy Reid. Like you can trust and believe that they're actually going to go out there and and get somewhere and, and do but, something. But, but here's my point with this: is this is what up. I'm talking about? Straight football. Christian McCaffrey fumbled the ball. Yeah. Ball security, job security, yours yeah. and mine. That's devastating. Yeah. yeah. Muff punts. Trent Williams, the rated the best player in the NFL, left tackle. He jumps off sides. Then he gets a, a holding call. Like, anything can happen. Anything can happen. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anything can happen. That's why you just you got to show up and play the game. Yeah, a lot of those things can't happen. Can't be fumbling. You but because I, I brought that up because of what Andrew was saying was like, well, Pat Schumhunger, I agree with you. Smart, not to bet against him. But if the 49ers did their job, right? If right. Christian McCaffrey didn't fumble, if Brock, not Brock Purdy, it is, yeah, if Brock Purdy didn't miss Debo on that third and short in the red zone, right? Would have been an outcome. Their kicker make that extra point would have been an outcome right and that's big boy ball where it's like game you know the biggest games like yo y'all gotta step up and make your play don't be that guy but those were just a few plays that like you said could have just went either way that's why i'm like i'm not stressing the 49ers and shanahan or anything like that my thing just with the cowboys is like high expectations and low results and it's every year and it's been like that for a long time. You know what I Over mean? Overpromise, yeah, I feel you. I feel like... you. But remember, yes, I feel you, BC. But and they the stunk it up. Wrong. And they stunk okay. it up. <laughs> but so. my thing is with the Cowboys, right? Coach McCarthy, he gave you. You couldn't in any other scenario. Will we be complaining about a coach that went twelve and five three years in a row? And his last outing was he got his ass whooped, but it was in the playoffs. Is that a coach that should be on the hot seat? 
Yes, if your expectations because are for this coach to get you to the Super Bowl and you are BC. the Dallas Cowboys and everyone's expectation is for you to get a ring, yes, that is disappointing. BC, yes. if we were going 12-5 and five every year in, in New York on the Giants with McCarthy and we were making it to the playoffs, would you want to get rid of him? If Keep in mind, we have been in a drought for over, over a decade. <laughs> We've been in Put a drought in for over a decade, but we have also won much more recently than the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> so, so. Hey, what Eli said? So, you think he nice? I yeah, beat, him. beat him twice. Twice. <laughs> so, talk to me nice. <laughs> you know so what I'm talk saying? Talk to me nice. I'm saying, I'm just saying, like. I don't know. I, I that's that's why I did that, BC, because I was like, if Mike McCarthy was getting me to the playoffs right now, I haven't been in a couple years. I don't know how I would taking do. that. You taking that because all you want I'm is at bats. That. You know yeah. what you want yeah, is at bats, bro. Least like a that's chance. why. That's why. That's why I brought up Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan is getting at bats at the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and if he shows up a couple more times, he's gonna get it. Maybe he'll get one or two, right? Yeah. And so it's the same thing in the postseason. They say you get into the dance, anything can happen, right? You might be able to, you know, get a little action. Okay. So you got to get into the dance. And Mike McCarthy is getting you into the dance because it's hard as hell, you know, to make it. Cause then you can look at, okay, if that's the case, we're talking about what the standard is, Super Bowl. Well, that's the standard for probably it's not every team. I think probably 90% of each, 90% of the league is let's get to the Super Bowl, right? And it really starts with ownership. There's some owners just like, all right, they just, you know, whatever. But you get to the dance. Coach Tomlin, Coach Tomlin hasn't been back to the Super Bowl in how many years? Yeah, he's a great coach. Why? Why? Why aren't we talking about firing him? That's true. That's true. Right. I mean, Jim Jim Harbaugh. I mean, it's been he 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 got there was that 2012 or something. I don't know. Remember year that was, but that was the Beyonce concert in New Orleans. So this made me think about um, Jim Kelly. Like, y'all know his story. You know, four Bro. Super Bowls, never won. Like, I don't know if I want to go to every Super Bowl every year if I ain't winning either. Yeah, you know you what I mean? Like, the- like, you just brought up Mike Tomlin. Like, imagine he had three it's- Super Bowl L's on his record. Bro, you know what's crazy? That's who I sat next to uh, at the at the Super Bowl. Hold on. So you and, didn't and watch that- the Super Bowl on TV? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were where were but you? No, you just sweet? brought up Jim. You just brought up Jim, but that's exactly who I sat next to. Jim and, Kelly, and that was one of the first things. Yeah, Jim Kelly. Oh, dope. who Andrew just brought up, and that was oh, that's before amazing. the game even before the game even started. He was just like, I still feel that pain of going to the Super Bowl four times and not getting it done. And he also brought up like this era of the Buffalo Bills too. He's like, even that pisses me off. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he. I literally just talked to him. I don't know if you want to make it every year if you can't get that W. Yeah, because you go into right the now. Dance. Shanahan is two zero oh, and two. Imagine two more years zero oh, and four. Maybe it's but just crazy is that was the conversation because I looked at him. I said, "Bro, I played thirteen years and never made it to the playoffs." And yeah. I would take, I would take that's different type of pain. Yeah. I would take making it to the Super Bowl. And not winning over everything, like yeah, you as a at the end look at it as a competitor, you want to win, but bro, how much of an honor it is and a blessing, just like to take the fear, you know, shit like that's a that's a that's a big deal, 
even if you lose. That's yeah. always like, uh, yeah, I made it to still, the Super Bowl. Yeah, still not everybody yeah. makes it. Like, you, shit, that's, you gotta, that's still a blessing yeah. to, to be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, like, we talking about Tom Brady's of the world and uh, Patrick Mahomes, bro. Those are, like... Those are like that's that's a unicorns. whole different. Those level. are unicorns. Yeah, there's some people that make it. You heard uh, the, the Detroit Lions head coach Dan Campbell. What did he say? Right after I don't the know game, if we don't make it back. He said, "Guys, this might we might not make it back. This might have been our only chance." That's the reality. That's the reality, bro. And how long had it been so, for them? Thirty, 30 years. years since the playoffs. That's right. So I'm just I, saying, I'm going to for the me. Dance. My answer would be. My answer would be like, I'll 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 take an appearance all day, but even you, if I lose. I'll but you want to go to the dance because that's all you want to go to the competitor. I was gonna say you want to go to the dance and leave with a thing though. You don't want to go to the dance and leave alone. <laughs> of course, yeah, of course, of course, you want to go to the dance and, and, and <laughs> leave, leave with a thing. <laughs> yeah, but. Shit. Which, okay, so you want to be the guy oh. that don't get the invite to the dance? That <laughs> yeah, you ain't getting RSVP. <laughs> you at home, <laughs> right? You watch. You got right. You warming you up dinner in the oven. <laughs> at least you you in position. Like, you in position to get the team. I'm in position because <laughs> guess what? You are gonna lead a game thinking about it. okay? I came on too strong. I probably shouldn't have pressed her too much. Like, you know what I'm saying? You was in position. Damn, well, I was, just I was go dancing too hard. Yeah. Go, yeah, go watch the film. But if you don't get an invite, geez. yeah, that, that mean that mean y'all wasn't really that close, bro. Right, right. But guys, let's talk about the 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 losing side a little bit. You know, we always got to talk about both sides. But Debo Samuel and uh, his forever battle with the Eagles. Uh, we, as we know, he has a history of trash talking. Um, so after the Niners lost to the Chiefs, Philly star Fletcher Cox threw the latest verbal punch and Cox telling Debo to keep the Eagles out of his mouth and that he has something Debo doesn't, which is a Super Bowl ring. B, what is your reaction to all this? Uh, listen, I get it. Debo came on strong, right? Going back to last year's Super Bowl, um, you know, where he was calling out the Eagles and then it continued into this year, and we know the story. You know, the boys showing up in all black, black Air Forces and all of that, and they did their thing. And so you got the Philadelphia Eagles sitting on the side waiting for this moment. But I think it's corny. Like, I, you know, think about it. Like, y'all celebrating each other's losses. That is not corny. Yeah. you Both of y'all at home. None, none of y'all got it done. Right. So yeah. you wait until this man losing the Super Bowl and you saying I've been holding out to say this like it's corny. But yeah. it's kind of like what you were just saying, though, B. You know, like, yeah, it's good to make it and lose. But now if you got a W, you're going to hold it over someone. So, like, it's some strength in it. But I agree with you. Like, it's being used in a negative, you know, uh, I guess I guess like drag you I'm down kind of way. I guess this is what I'm trying to say. I, I, I'm not trash talking publicly like that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. none of y'all, y'all seeing each other. What y'all going to do when y'all see each other? Nothing. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just like, I, what, what, you, I don't, you don't play. I'm not playing around like that. You don't play like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, mm -hmm. right. It, it's, it's okay. You, if you do that, then when we see each other, let's keep that same energy. And I guess that's my challenge with all of this trash talking. 
I'm cool with it if y'all gonna stand on it when y'all see each other. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's good yeah. I'm talking about this particular uh situation. Now the other bantering back and forth, you know, competitive spirit like that, I'm cool with that. Yeah. But when y'all it's getting personal, because it, it, if it's per when it when it crossed the line, which it feels like this is personal for these guys, right? Because they're going back and forth for a minute now. Yeah. Then it's like you know when y'all see each other in the Super Bowl, what is it going to be? When y'all see each other at a Pro Bowl, what is it going to be? Y'all see each other in club live in the off season, what is it going to be? Or y'all see each other maybe y'all in Paris Fashion Week, what is it going to be? I'm just not the type of guy that's just going just uh, walk past. I kind of disagree with this move too because. This in combat sports is the only sports where trash talk is unnecessary. You can actually get it done. You can go mm. on that field. You could tackle Debo. You could punch Connor in the face. Like, whatever it is, trash talk is unnecessary online, at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it can actually be handled. This isn't golf. This isn't basketball. Like, take care of your business on the field. Y'all play next year? Make sure you tackle Debo's ass. Make sure you juke his ass up, Debo. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's that's where this should be handled. That's my opinion. Right. Like, I mean, sometimes it don't have to. I had, some, I had a couple situations. I had a couple situations where dudes crossed the line, talked about my lady or something. You know, um, my personal life or whatnot. Did you feel like you, you know, had, and you had to hand, you could handle it on the field though? Oh, I abandoned all responsibilities. I'm different. Like, I told the <laughs> coach and everybody, like, don't. They call him a pass plate, bro. And I said, I said, Jay Cut, don't look at me, bro. I got to go handle something. You, you a straight defender, <laughs> huh? You bro, playing defense? I ran coming across to the, the other side of the field. Said, Hut, I'm supposed to be running a go route or some shit. Said, Hut, I'm running right to his ass, head right in his face. You ain't <laughs> even looking at Jay. And then, right, like the whole, like, Boom. Till I had to, uh, yeah. Like, don't even look at me, bro. I'm going over here. <laughs> so it was a situation like that. There was another situation where I came into the game, you know, with a high ankle. Yo, how you put uh, it, spring. Abandon all responsibilities. <laughs> and that's exactly how I told Jay Cutler. Just like that. I'm abandoning all responsibilities. Don't even look at me. He already knew mm. what time it was because we played together but in that's Denver what I'm saying, for, for right? this play, for this Chicago. Just for this play or like? For that play, yeah. Like until I, until I got what I needed. <laughs> <laughs> it was Vaughn, one of the dudes was Vontez Burfitt. Damn. Oh, Vontez yeah. Burfitt, yeah. And so yeah, you see yeah. on film, coach, they even get it, get it the uh, field room the next day. You're like, Brandon, what are you doing here? Had to handle something, coach. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about no wins, no losses, nothing at that time, bro. You just cross the line. You talk okay. about my. You just there's certain things you just can't say and you can't you can't do. Warren Sat was a dude too. Um, I okay. got into it with, um, you know, just. Trash talking, just going too mm-hmm. far. Mm-hmm. Um, just a real quick question, B. What, I, I watched something on uh, Vontez maybe like a year ago about him being mm-hmm. like, I I don't want to throw anything on him, but it was like him being the dirtiest player. Like yeah. you bringing up his name reminded me of th- that that clip, and I'm thinking like, is 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 that like a true thing with him? Like, was he really that bad? Yeah, that's why. That's why I I, I got I lost it because like I mean I never I ain't know the dude. That's just. You know, I, I ain't know the like dude style never had no conversation way, with him. And I came in the game with a high ankle sprain. So your name is on the injury report and everybody know it. And I came across the middle, caught a ball, got down. And then there's a bunch of dudes on the pile. And someone just twisting my ankle, twisting it, twisting it. And I get up and it's him. 
I mean, everybody like with his hands. Yeah, bro. And then he ain't the only one. There's dudes that do dirty stuff all like oh. at, the, at the bottom of the pile. Okay, especially if it's a scrum, it get it can get nasty. But yeah, no, like this dude, this you dude was that, literally BC? twisting my ankle. Yeah. You stuck under the pile, and someone outside the pile is just twisting and wrenching your ankle. Man, I yeah, I, I catch them doing them little dirty tricks, or them little dirty plays. You yeah, like, bro. Oh. Bruh, yeah, I mean that, that's a part of work. that's a part of the game. That's a part of the game, but in how everybody deal with it could be differently. I just I think it's a fraternity, and at the end of the day, we can compete. But I want you to go back to your your people healthy and with all the money in your pocket that you can have, right? Like we can compete at a high level, but there's just some things just you know crosses the line, like. I, I told the story before, but when I first got in the league, I, I used to play like really vicious, and um, and it wasn't like I was like a like just as some monster. It was more so I'm six five two thirty playing wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? I really should be playing tight end. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so <laughs> coming to, back then, you could cr- you can cut you can cut back. Uh, what is it? Crack back, and you had those devastating blocks, those these cleaters, and so. You know, we were playing in Buffalo and Dominique Hickson's running down a kickoff and he hit Everett, a tight end, but he was a specialist at the time. He was in the wedge and dude was uh, paralyzed. And in that moment, sitting there on the field, watching dude, seeing if he going to be able to get up or what, I, I just totally changed my mindset. Like, yeah, I ain't doing that no more. It, I had nothing to do with the play, yeah. but now I just changed the way I approached it. Never forget playing against um, the Indianapolis Colts, um, running across the middle, and I had this big opportunity to declete their, their middle linebacker, and so I got to go hit him. So I got to go do my job, but he ain't looking. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just start saying, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he turns around and we just thud. It's called like thudding, like when you want to take care of each other in practice, you just like make it look good. You hit each other, you stand up. Mm-hmm. He don't get the tackle. I get my block. Boom. Everybody, everybody good. Everybody win. Yeah. And so, like, I used to do that uh, the second half of my career. I would, like, make sure I get the dude's attention, throw it a little bit, get out the way. We good. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, <laughs> it's good. already everybody a bad, a, a, a high collision sport, bro. Like, you don't need to do anything more to create any more injuries. But no, but that's, that's a funny story. I like that insight. But that's what you, that's what, when you're young, that's what, you, you know, or at least where my era and where I come from, that's what you fall in love with is like taking somebody's, you know, my mom used to tell me uh, when I was in elementary school, all right, boom, come home from school, go grab my pads, right, get everything, and now I'm about to walk to the field. One of the last things she used to tell me every day was before practice, bring your head home. Mm-hmm. My mom, safe bring it here, homeboy. <laughs> yeah, like okay. you know what I'm saying. Like it was just violent. Yeah. Real quick, B, uh, BC, you could chime in if you, if you, you know, have any Pop Warner memories or anything. But True. y'all see these videos <laughs> of guys now tackling their parents, specifically moms. I love those videos. I see yeah. it all the time. Did you do that, B? Like, was that part of your era? Is that a new thing? 
BC or me? No, you, you, you. you. I was saying BC oh, could chime oh, in. Oh, I thought if you, you said did, BC. But... I thought you was going back no, to the BC sorry. conversation from yesterday. <laughs> you know, BC, hey, you can let us know. I know it was thirty years ago, bro, yeah. but nah, I got let us know. I, I got nothing for you on this. <laughs> <laughs> Pop Warner Day. BC, I got BC had leather helmets. <laughs> DC, what was he doing yesterday, BC? Oh, this man talking about Pop Warner. <laughs> I was this asking him if he grilling me about grilling me about thirty years ago. <laughs> about see, see, you played me, bro. Right? About some routes. Yeah. Uh, what? what was... <laughs> BC, you, you you know about uh, the wide receiver spinning drills? Nah, drills. Nah, bro. I don't know nothing about none of that. <laughs> but no, yeah, B, what do you this think is about a new that? Thing. This is a new thing, Andrew, um, that didn't exist back then. So I guess it's like a social I'm media thing. Man, I could see some it's torn cool, ACLs, though. some Achilles going. And I'm talking about the parents. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. I'm sure there's like been that some, to be some moms these kids. that got jacked up and ain't showing that. But for sure, 100%. You have to. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it had, it had to happen. Mm, that reminds me of the BBO basketball game. That girl broke her leg. Um, so what game? Y'all don't remember the BBL basketball game? What's a BBL basketball game? BC, you know about this, right? Nah. It's some in. clips that started going viral a couple months ago of girls playing a full basketball game, and they all look like they got BBLs. Oh, nah. Oh, BBL basketball. <laughs> yeah, and one and girl was dribbling on the court, and she broke her leg. She didn't do anything crazy. She just broke her leg. She's mm. not, you know, athletically inclined for that. But we're gonna she did, speak because she went and got a BBL and she should have did an RDL. <laughs> <laughs> Hold I know on, what an RDL? RDL is. No, I don't know. Oh man, Olympic lift, y'all! Y'all see, y'all got to get in the gym. Oh yeah, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. Reverse but, deadlift. Um, so let's talk about a couple more losers here, guys. Um, I don't think anybody here is a 49ers fan, but Marshawn Lynch definitely isn't one. And he had a little bit of fun trolling Niner fans after the lost Sunday night. Take a listen. Uh, yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you, you little ugly motherfucker. You a Niner fan? Yes, sir. Fuck you. Are you a 49er okay. fan? Yes, oh, I am. Fuck you. Hey, Marshawn. Hey, Marshawn. Right. Let's go. Are you a 49er fan? Ha, absolutely. Yes. Fuck you. I'm kidding. Yeah. We want this shit. Uh-huh. Yo, you could definitely tell there's a couple people hurting that. But, uh, B, what are, you, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, well, first, I want to correct myself. Uh, Romanian deadlift, not reverse deadlift, RDL. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. But the Marshawn Lynch thing, Marshawn, he can't. I mean, he's one of those guys like Charles Barkley. Um, who else is out there? There's a few dudes, bro, that can say and do whatever they want, and people going to love it. Like, he's just – I'm not surprised. Like, who was he with? Who was he doing this with? Like, what was – he was holding a microphone. Did y'all see what was – you know, who he was working with on that? Let me look at it again here. It just says TM. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Marshawn, he he he's wild, bro. I, what I love is that he's just authentic, he's real, and he's making a lot of money uh, just being himself. A lot of dudes don't don't do that, man. Marshawn, bro, 
Man, I got some crazy stories about Marshawn, Pro Bowl days. I got on a bus one. We'll, we'll we'll move on. I won't disclose some you of sure those. You don't want to share just one story with us, B? <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah. no. Okay, okay, okay. You're trying to go viral again with that. <laughs> All right, guys, so we're going to talk about Kanye again. It's been 20 years since releasing his first album, The College Dropout, and this month he released his new album, Vultures, that debuted number one on iTunes, and Kanye says this new album proves he will never be canceled. What needs to be said about Kanye after his latest drop? Oh, he said that? Yeah. Wow. Well, I was wondering where he would, you know, the type of success it was having because I I haven't listened to it yet. I've taken a listen Um, to it. It's, you have? it's pretty good. It's pretty good. For, I've only listened to like the first six tracks, though. It, it came out a month ago? No, well, like Vultures four days ago. It came out a couple of days, a few days ago. Yeah. Oh, and it's number one right now? Yeah. Only thing I've heard about it is he had a sample from Ozzy Osbourne that didn't get approved. And the discussion started to become, you know, because the anti-Semite uh, comments that he made, that, and that was one of the reasons Ozzy denied his... Um, a grant to a sample that people are thinking that this could be a destruction to Kanye because he is sample king. You get what I'm saying? Right. So like he is, right. he's a guy that could take a sound that you never thought of on a track and make a whole, you know, sing, a track by itself with that. So if he can't get samples because of things he did in the past, you know, what does this mean? Does that challenge him to get better, become a more, nah. uh, Man, you know, get somebody ground to, up producer? He gonna get go somebody ahead, to go, he's going to get somebody to go play it over. And go about it that way, or he's just like remake it. it. Yeah, he could remake it, or he'll change up an element to it to make it sound a little bit different, or he'll just take that sound out and put something else. Man, he's a, he's a musician, so yeah, he wants to get the samples and stuff like that. But that's not gonna stop Kanye. Like Kanye, it's Kanye, man. Like, well, he's the, a musical the, big, genius. the biggest like, that, thing that though, is not BC him. is he said that uh, this proves that he will never be canceled. And I don't even think it. I don't even think it's about that for him. I'm actually nervous for him. I've been nervous for him. Like this is a dude. Like, I mean, his partnership and collab with Adidas was amazing. You know, and there was Balenciaga, and he lost all of that. And so, it's like, will he reach his full potential? You know, like, yeah, certainly you can be independent. And you can still do some amazing things, but I just feel like Kanye, man, just put himself in a tough spot. And so, yeah, your music is debuting at number one, but it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how the next couple of years go for him. I mean, he's making up for it a little bit. I actually saw something online this morning where he posted a picture with the head of Adidas last night or around Mm -hmm. the Super Bowl or something like that. So... You know, maybe there's some things going on behind the scenes. They'll revamp, you know, working on their relationship. He's definitely tried to make amends. Now, you know, some people could argue whether or not it's sincere or not and whatever this or that. But he has reached out and, you know, tried to reestablish those certain certain relationships. But as far as like being canceled and stopping his bag, like, no, he's going to make money. They just said that. Uh, yeah, but, but you Bowl. say make money. It's a difference than making, you know, a couple hundred million and a couple billion. The dude was, I think at one point they were saying he was the wealthiest black man on a, on a plant on yeah. uh, in America or something like that. Yeah, like, for a few months. That's what I mean. Huh? <laughs> yeah, for a few months until that whole Adidas thing went 
and, and, and messed them up. But can I think uh, real quick? I just think that um with Ye too though, he can do a lot of like Ye moves the needle. He can sell whatever he can make money with without some of these brands if he just goes and gets his infrastructure right and does his vertical integration and all of that like he's man yeezy.com look he just put they was just saying that it was genius that how he did his commercial just went out there did the thing paid for the money did a but Instagram. did it make money though? But did it make money? I Can saw I share something. With y'all? He made nineteen. With y'all he real made quick? nineteen million dollars. There you go. Just Seven like million that. Spent nineteen million. Yeah, earned. but then, but then there was a because you talked about vertically integrating everything and building our infrastructure. He posted something yesterday or two days ago where it was like, "I'm a refund for everyone who bought." He's like, "Sorry, but for everyone who bought right the little slippers." I'm a ref- we're going to refund 180 of the $200 or something. Like yeah, because they were supposed to only be $20, not $200. They were supposed to be 20 bucks. He's trying to make it affordable so everybody can go get it, which is smart. Because now, you can But my point money. is, how do you make that mistake then, right? Because this is... Yeah, you- exactly. But that goes with the learning, right? Because he's still trying to figure out, apparently, how to, how to maximize the Yeezy brand. Cause he can go out there and compete. Look how much money Adidas lost when they did. Yeah, they got rid billions. of Ye, but they lost billions. Mm-hmm. Not messing right. with Ye. So that's how much he's worth. How much he can go out there and make on his own. He just got to figure out how to build build the Yeezy brand to that point. Cause I don't. But think that's he my really point though. But listen, listen. Um, I don't know how true it is, but there was like he, there was something that came out that said like all arenas except the United Center, but he's. Um, yeah. denied him mm-hmm. right so he wanted to perform go on tour and everyone but united center because that's chicago mm-hmm. uh denied him and so it's the same thing when it comes to manufacturing you know bro yeah you piss off the jewish community bro yeah you know well, what you i know. mean and you you start pissing off the wrong people it's gonna be. It's gonna be. I mean, tough there's some people, yeah, there's you. some people who are not gonna forgive him, or they're not gonna make it as easy to work with him. But I think he's reached over the aisle, so to speak, and he has, you know, repaired some relationships with some in the in the, in the Jewish community. So, you know, we'll see where that goes. But also at the same time, I still think that he can establish himself without some of these relationships and he can get money without some of these relationships because he is just that influential and people will go out and buy his shit like that they don't care if it's adidas and that's what i think he didn't really understand like they don't care if you with adidas or this and that like go you talk all that shit go build it like build it you have the innovation like you have the brain power you have the money, the access. Go build it, man. Stop worrying about trying to be accepted in all these little, you know, arenas, man. Like he has that. He has that power, though. Like he could do it. He could do that for sure. I know we talked about it yesterday. I don't know if you gave your thoughts there, but did you you vibe with the commercial that he dropped for Super Bowl? Yeah, I think it was smart. And you know, it was like shit. I, I'm not about to spend. I'm already spending seven million for this spot. He still sold out. He st- he made nineteen million, so I think it worked. I think it was smart. Um, he made that Super Bowl spot money back up, just like that in a matter of minutes. <laughs> it 
Like, come on, we gotta we gotta give it up. As far, you know, I don't agree with everything Kanye doing say, but let's not say and act like the man doesn't sway culture and has the influence that he has. Like he can do that. On the flip side, to your point though, be like, yeah, there's a lot of relationships and a lot of buildings he's not gonna be able to get in. He probably can't go do certain sit downs or interviews with people. That's why he's doing like exclusives with Justin LaBoy. You know what I mean? Like he can't, there's certain people that ain't going to go, he can't go sit down with. You know what I'm saying? So right, he's, right, he's right. got to find new um, avenues to like get his brand out and get his message out. But he's Question just, comes up though, guys. Do you ever think that he could reverse this? Like can his words be back uh, backtracked? Reverse what? Meaning that, like you said, he's already building within the Jewish community. But like Brandon said, he already said the words. Yeah. So do we ever see a day where he's just back to old Kanye? There's not this stick. Uh, no. Nah. No. Nah, no. So, no. That. It's okay. Yeah, it's past that. It's a new day. And, and, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. It sound like y'all saying two different things. You're saying what, B? B? I'm saying that he can't reverse it. The damage is done. And it is what it is. What I've learned especially over the last two years, it's like people hold on to shit for 10, 15, 20 years. Like you mm -hmm. may be a forgiving person, but the world ain't like everybody keeps saying that, but that ain't the case. Mm -hmm. You know, like I've been in situations but if we bring up stuff from 10, 15 years ago. I'm like, Whoa, like, have you not seen all the work since? Right. So no, I think that the damage is done. And he can't reverse it. It is what it is. And I think this is where BC is saying it's like, it's a new day. Yeah. But you can elaborate, BC. Yeah, no, exactly. It's a new day. But also, let's not act like he can't still make something of it. And he's still not going to, like, people still want to hear what he has to say. You know what I mean? They still going to, you know, he's, yeah, he's messed up a lot of relationships. He's just going to have to find his own path. But and especially in this new digital world and all this access, like he can, man, yay. If anybody can do it, he can go out there and still be um, influential and profitable in, yeah. this in this arena. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think that it's like over for Kanye. But you're saying he has to do everything music. independently, though. Yeah, he's going to have to do a lot of things independently um, okay. because a lot of people won't. They won't touch him. You I know got what you. I mean? No matter what he says, they're still going to, you know, like like B said, they're still going to hold on to things. But I don't think that it's like done, done. It's just different. It's just different now. That's what it is. It's different now. It's mm. different now. That's I got it. you. I got you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. 
bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. So, guys, we're going to check out this video from Brandon Ayuk's girlfriend after the Niners lost the Super Bowl. And keep in mind, Ayuk is not a free agent this offseason. Take a listen. This might be our last day. I mean, not our last day. Um, well, okay, this might have been the last day we touched but only by Stadium, me and Braylon, because we might not be out here next season. All right, and then after this, guys, Ayuk tweeted out, don't forget what got what you got there. Yeah, don't forget what you got there. Uh, B, what do you make of this situation? It's business. <laughs> Doesn't this remind you of the CD mom situation a couple weeks ago? No, no, it's, no? it's, it's business, right? Like, it's, it could be strategy, and it could be great strategy, right? Like, starting that conversation early to new year, new league year starts here in the next month or so, right? Uh, free agency, uh, but those conversations internally with the, you know, 49ers, probably already started um and so they could get something they can agree to something now if they wanted to but this is probably uh brandon and his lady um you know just taking the information they've already received like yeah it's over here for us in san fran and so they're probably strategically they could be strategically putting this content out uh just to rev up the market a little bit right but it's business. That's the first thing that comes to mind, right? You know, uh, I said this two weeks ago. We were talking about Bill Belichick. And I was like, remember the stuff that came out going into that Germany game? And then look what happened after the season. It's like a lot of this stuff that comes out, believe it. You know, there's a lot of Adam Schefter's, the Rappaport's, and all of that other. Man, those are plants, bro. Like, these owners are feeding them information. <laughs> yeah. Should that be, oh, it's a leak? Ain't no leak. Right. They putting that information out there. So the teams do it. This is just an example of a player doing it. Now the way he's doing it, you know, TikTok, a little funny music, whatever. Mm-hmm. Who knows what you know, I don't know what the how they're gonna bring all this together, but yeah, he's a free agent. And it's gonna be interesting because and they're probably gonna have to let him go because you paid Debo Samuels a shit ton of money. You got Big Trent making good money. You gonna have to pay play uh, pay Brock Purdy, um, and you have uh, Christian McCaffrey who you're mm-hmm. paying a lot of money. Ain't a lot of money to go. And George Kittle. And George so Kittle. Someone, so, so, someone gonna get a baby bag. <laughs> and if he had to, and Brandon Ayuk, he gonna have to get a take get a, a baby, baby bag, bag if you want to go there. Yeah, yeah but if you want to, oh, get he a gonna get a clutch. Bag, he gonna to, <laughs> get a clutch. If he want to go get some another a big bag, he probably have to go somewhere else. And it's okay, it's business. But why? That's the yeah. problem. That's the problem. That's what I've been saying for the last two years. Like we be we, there ain't no emotion and money. Take mm-hmm. the emotion out of money. It's business. Mm-hmm. To players going, I want to give my team a team a, a, a family discount, this and that. Month, please. <laughs> I keep telling you, the only thing I think about Z Ziggy and Zoe. Go get that <laughs> bag. Let me go get rack up these stacks and yep. stats. All that other stuff is secondary. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because I've seen it so many times where, you know, legends sitting at 50, 60 years old, they ain't got a pot to piss in, they ain't got nothing. And them teams ain't coming around there like, oh, yeah, remember family? You give me that family discount. 
I see you hurting a little bit. Let me throw you a couple dollars or let me get put you in position. Mm-hmm. And they on to the next. But we be getting so emotionally attached to these teams and so emotionally attached to the fans. Come on, man, this is business. You got to separate the two. Do you, do you do you like or dislike the fact that it was his girlfriend that posted it? I like it because they're on the same page. I've seen a lot of young couples struggle because they're not on the same page. But for her to be a part of the business conversations, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, if this is the lady that you choose, that you chose, y'all choosing each other, you know what I mean? Like, it, you know, for it to work, you got to be true page. partnership. So I like it because yeah. it shows that she's involved. It shows that she cares. Let, let me know, ask you. I say, oh, sorry. You were still talking? No, that's it. Like, you, you want that, right? Like, you, you, you should want that. It's healthier that way. Agreed. Agreed. So let me, let me, you put yourself in Ayuk's shoes. Former receiver. Y'all just left the bowl. You have a chance to go back. Do you take the baby bag? Do you take the clutch? Oh, my goodness. I know you're doing your job right now, Andrew. <laughs> but what did I just say? <laughs> I'm not taking a baby bag. No, I'm no, not no. giving no team. But that's why I prefaced it by saying you have this. Let's say that you've gone your whole career, B, no playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. And you just got to the bowl. I'm trying to put you in a mindset, first of all. So you you just left the bowl. Y'all lost. This is the best chance you have to get back. You've already made $100 million, let's say. Do you go back? Oh, if I already made my hundred million. Yeah. Oh, I did that at the end of my career. I did that. Like I was playing for the Jets. I wanted to play for the Jets. Then I realized, like, yo, I only have a couple years left and I wanna take a shot at, at really winning. And I didn't like I, I didn't feel comfortable with what we had uh in the locker room on the defensive side. And so I asked coach to release me. Now, I was due to make 10 that next year. And when I asked him that, his, this is Coach Todd Bowles, my guy. So, it's, you know, it's just cool. And he was like, fuck you. No, he, it was actually not to me. It was to my agent. He said, tell Brandon, fuck him. <laughs> and I was like, because they, they're like, well, if anything, we're going to do, we'll trade you and get something back. And I was like, man, I'm at this point in my career, man, where it's like, I just want to pick my destination, you know? And so, Boom. I'm in New York. I, I love living in New York. I was in Brooklyn. You know, I was into the TV stuff so I can just take my little Sprinter van into Manhattan and be right where I need to be at CBS Studios getting all my stuff done. So I was like, all right, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to play for the Giants. Now I'm going to take a pay cut, but now I go to the number two receiver because you had OBJ over there. So I'm thinking, like, I'm really going to extend my career and make more money. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm see how I'm thinking, right? So yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. take a couple million less, but I'll play longer right. in this situation because he's the number one. So he's going to get covered too. He's going to get the double coverage. And I'm going to be backside playing against two and three uh, cornerbacks. So now I'm still going to get my my numbers, right? I'm still going to have 80 catches, maybe even 90 catches, right? Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to extend me and pay me. So I'll probably still a year or two. Defense was, they were 11-5 and five the year before. I think that, that was the boat. That was the year before the boat, I believe. Um, year after the boat situation. Oh, the boat. The boys went to Miami. They were supposed yeah. to be, yeah, yeah. playing in Green Playoff. Bay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tripping. 
But the defense was top five. You had a championship quarterback in Eli Manning, and you had, you know, a number one receiver, and you had stable a stable uh, management and ownership group. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to go do that. So at the end of my career, I made that move, and it didn't work out. Mm. <laughs> it did not work out, boy. We started off, I think we started off, did we start off like 0-4? It was crazy, man. I, that was Ben McAdoo. So remember I made the comments about Ben McAdoo? Yeah. Uh, the Patriots picked him. I was like, why? Like, I, that offense was just not – it's just not it. It wasn't firing. So Bro. I get what you're saying, though. Like, at this point in his career, chase the bag. But later on down the line, maybe you chase the ring. But now that we're officially in the NFL offseason, we need to talk about the hottest storylines over the next few months leading up to the NFL draft. And speaking of the draft, maybe the biggest question of this offseason is what will the Bears do with the number one overall pick? Adam Schefter reported Chicago is considering drafting Caleb Williams and keeping Justin Fields on the roster. B, who is going to be the Bears week one QB next season? What did Adam Schefter say? That Chicago is going to is considering drafting Caleb, but keeping Justin Fields on the roster. Wow, that, that is wild. interesting. What did I just say? Didn't I just say Rappaport, Schefter, they plants? <laughs> what was, did I yeah, say? He just said that. Yeah. So so plants. listen, if they're saying that, then I think the Chicago Bears draft Caleb Williams, and they're making those comments, putting that stuff out there to drive up. Uh, Justin Fields' value to get more compensation. That's what I believe is going to happen. Yeah, why would you? Okay, so it, yeah, that makes no math, sense to keep both of those guys. Yeah, why would you do you that? No, you. Yeah, yeah. You, you're you're actually in a decent position if you're the Chicago Bears. I like how they play down the stretch those last six games. Really good football. You know, scary team down the stretch. Team you did not want to play, um, and so. You bring in uh, Sweat right before the trade deadline. He's playing. He's playing phenomenal football, and you draft a Jayla, Caleb Williams, and then you use the the compensation from Justin to really bulk up your team even more. And you could really be partying come December, January. Mm-hmm. But you can't keep both of them. See again, listen to me when I'm telling y'all. I literally just said that ten minutes ago, twenty minutes ago. Bro, these they they be putting information out there. You did. You they did. feed in it, and it comes across like a plant too. Like he's the only guy that gets all this information. Nobody else, Bruh. just these two guys. Woj. I'm <laughs> telling you. Hey, listen, listen. That's how they. That's how they get the information. And, and and I've been in that position before. You know, like the only thing for me is, I never crossed the line where it's like I'm never given any locker room info yo what happened with jay cutler or what happened with martellis or this person or what's going on here mm-hmm. but like i used it to where if i need to do like i'm trying to make a move here and there you have your relationships I, hell i can call adam Schefter right now ian rapaport you know and there's a couple others but that's the business that's the crazy part and people don't see that these owners and coaches <laughs> they have they have these insiders on speed dial because the power of media, yeah. right? And then also positioning. So when you start hearing the Adam Schefter's of the world put out a list of here, here's the top five candidates. Here's the top five candidates I believe 
you know, uh, as next year's head coaches, where is that coming from? That's relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, you know, those, those guys, they got him on speed dial, giving him information. So now in turn, what does Adam Schefter got to do? You got to use his platform to put other dudes in position. I got to see the play. See the play. I'm giving. See, am I giving? If I, am I giving people too much of the NFL no, behind the curtains? Not. Absolutely okay. not. Because we see this in other industries. Uh, BC, you could speak to this. You've seen uh, industry plans, just artists who pop up. Uh, we've seen it in, I would say, the uh, acting entertainment rail as well. Um, some people are accusing Kevin Hart of that, which I don't see it because he is actually really funny. But they said that's what Cat Williams was speaking to, which is that like when he first hopped on, it was like, wow, now this guy got a movie. Now he got a TV show. Now he got a five movie deal. Now he's blown up with the rock. Like it just seemed too, too perfect, too perfect. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, in the industry, they pick them, they pick their horses. Right. So they they pick Mm -hmm. who they want to, like, get behind and push and who's going to be like the front guy of everything you know what i mean and who's going to be the one that they're going to call for uh, this movie that movie or this song or that song so yeah and a lot of it is relationships yeah yeah, yeah. a lot of it is relationships Definitely. do you guys want to play a game real quick still surrounding the justin fields topic you would you like us to play the game <laughs> I mean, I want some enthusiasm behind my games. Let's go. Y'all boys over go, here killing go. me, man. Uh, <laughs> nah, but the game is called With It or Against It, and it's potential landing spots for Fields. All right? So first up, you mentioned him earlier, B. Mike Tomlin is apparently a huge fan of Justin Fields, and we know the qu- quarterback problem going on in Steeler Nation. So Fields with the Steelers, with it or against it? I'm with it. Um, there's a couple opportunities out there, a couple teams that need quarterbacks. Um, and so when you think about Justin Fields in Pittsburgh, I like it. I'm a Pittsburgh guy. See, it's, it's gritty. You know, it's um, blue collar. He fits that. You know, obviously being in Chicago, I like how he conducted himself. Um, I think that he needs to – the only thing left for him to do is just – have a little bit of more, a little bit more fu mindset, not mm. worried about what everybody else is thinking, and I think he'll walk into his full potential. I like the the Pittsburgh Steelers for him, Coach Tomlin. Um, they have a defense over there. You know, they just have to make sure that they put the right offense around him if that's the direction they go. What about the New York Giants? I like the New York Giants for him, too, because I'm a Brian Dayball fan. Brian Dayball was my yeah. offensive coordinator when I played for the Dolphins. Now the head coach of the Giants, I can see Justin Fields thriving with him because Brian Dayball is a guy that has his own philosophy, his system, but he adjusts to his players. So what he does for Justin is going to be different than what he did for Danny Dimes uh, or what he did when he was the offensive coordinator for Josh Allen. Now, Josh Allen was a guy. You know, it's like we ain't know if he's going to hit the side of the barn, the barn, right? Mm-hmm. Inefficient, you know, not consistent. And Dayball come in and boom, you know, it was the perfect match. You saw Josh Allen start really thriving. And I think he can do the same for, for Josh Allen. Those are two really good situations for Justin. If I had to pick one, I would say Dayball in New York because I, I think about, you know, 
the whole experience on the field, off the field. New York, the biggest media in the market, me, media market in the world. It doesn't get any better than that. And as an athlete, if you can ball in New York, man, you really become legendary. It's a good setup. What if he takes his talents down to the A and plays for the Falcons? Atlanta, Atlanta is another good situation for him. Justin, and this is what we were talking about not too long ago. If I'm him, it's a win-win for him. Like, of course, you mm-hmm. want to stay in Chicago and finish which which y'all started. You know, being drafted there It's a phenomenal sports town, and like it, it doesn't get it doesn't get better than Chicago when it comes to sports. You know, all leagues represented. Correct. Blue collar fans are crazy. Like I don't know. Like it went a couple years there. I ain't buy a steak. Like even still times when I go back now, I got to tell people like, no, I got my own meal. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> like they just love their guys, man. Especially the guys that's giving it their all and working their ass off. Um, so he can't lose because if he goes back to Chicago, they can get it right. Um, now going to another situation, Atlanta. New York, Pittsburgh, like this is a great reset for him. Mm. Atlanta, Bijan Robinson, um, they have Drake over there, that young receiver. Love to see him put it together. I think he has the makeup to be dynamic. Um, he can't lose, man. He can't lose. He can't lose. Atlanta's dope. Like he's right from outside of Atlanta. You know, that's home for him. But I like that from a culture yeah. standpoint and also from a football standpoint. Not trying to be negative, but I do hope you're against one of these. But next up is the Raiders. The Raiders are an interesting situation. Being in Vegas, it's a, you know, um, I, I love what Antonio Pierce is bringing the mindset. He was asked a question the other day. He was like, are you not nervous? You got Patrick Mahomes in the vision. You got... Uh, Jim Harbaugh coming in with the Chargers, uh, Peyton, and he paused for a second. And then he looked back at the reporter and was like, no, it's the other way around. They should be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I don't know what this team is, to be honest. Like, I don't – what is their identity? Do they play amazing defense? You know, what type of offense? You know, ground and pound. They're going to throw it around. Like, who – I I don't know what the – Raiders identity is I like Antonio Pierce that's what I like I don't know what this team is so I would say this is not the perfect fit for Justin Fields if I had to put it in order with the teams that you do out there so far I would put the Giants one Steelers two um, Falcons Falcons three and Raiders four. Okay. Almost in order here, but next up is the Commanders. Okay, then I will put Commanders four. And I would put, I don't like it, but I'll put Commanders four, Raiders five. Okay. I mean, it's just like, I, I like. Uh, but Terry, let, me, let me throw this at you. Now, right now, they have a more defensive-minded head coach in Dan Quinn. Does that make a difference for him? It, it, it yeah, it helps. Like I, I'm not mad at you know Bill Belichick was a defensive-minded. That's why guy. I asked. 
Yeah, I like that because, like, all right, you it, it's there's nothing greater for a quarterback that have like a, a outstanding quarterback that also have a, a stand up defense. Patrick Mahomes just experienced that for the first time this year. Like, he doesn't have to be legendary all year long to get him his third Super Bowl. He had Spags and he had mm-hmm. a top flight defense, right? So there's nothing better, especially for a young quarterback, to have a defense that he can lean on. All right, so Dan Quinn, defensive-minded guy. But the question is, what type of football are you putting together on the offensive side? What's your philosophy? Who's the guy over there? That relationship has to make sense. And also what has to make sense is the offense should be built for the quarterback and not the offensive coordinator because Justin Fields and his team go out there. They have an amazing year. What happens, the offensive coordinator is now top of the list for most of these teams. He gets hired. Right. And now they have to start over again. It needs to be built around a quarterback and any offensive coordinator working with these young quarterbacks, especially Justin Fields, need to adapt to their language and what they like. That's what needs to happen, because you got guys like Justin Fields who. um, And who's the other quarterback It's another young quarterback. It's like every other year, every year or every other year, they're 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 learning a new offense. It's terrible. It's terrible. Tom Brady played in the same offense for how many years? Peyton Manning played in the same offense for how many years? You have to master it. I've heard some of these uh, veteran quarterbacks say it takes two years to really get the offense down, like to master it. Yeah, because think about it. You have less than three seconds to throw the ball. So, like, you need that timing to be perfect. And it might not happen that first game. It might not happen that sixteenth game. You might need a yeah, year. It's not, and, but it's but every. It's not even about. That's one part of it. Woo. Uh huh. Where it's like you talk about three seconds to throw the ball, but everything, the game is one before the 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 ball is even even hiked at the quarterback position. Mm. You got to think about. Coach comes out and he says, "All right, we're gonna go eleven personnel. Put." Brandon at the Z, tell Alshon to go to the exits on this specific play. Now, this is 25 seconds, 30 seconds, okay? Mm-hmm. You're tired. You just scrambled for 12, 15 yards, all right? All right, so we can go 11 personnel, tell Brandon to go to the Z on this one. Alshon, go X. Uh, don't forget third down, alert, alert, alert. All right, boom. You know what they can throw here. So we're going to go uh, trips right, Z, Zing. Let's go uh, Bing, X, comeback, uh, Y, flare. Uh, scat protection on two on two ready cool what a, a boom so now he got to take that then he has to go in a huddle and and, and recite that boom all right guys here we go da, da, da. all right here we go da, 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 da. right then he comes out to the line it's like 52 is a mic 52 is a mic 52 is a mic oh shit they're right there all right let's go from scat protection let's go to blah blah blah, blah. scan 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 right then it's like, shit five seconds to go all right shit is it cover two it's cover two shit they rocking a one then huh. That's a lot one. of information. It's cover one. You got the you had B coming. I did I bring him in motion. I brought him in motion. Fucking is Zing Z bingo. You got X comeback. All right, it's cover one. So we're now it goes left. I'm reading the field left to right instead of right to left. While surrounded right? Right by like 10, 250 to 300 pound men, and half of them are trying to take you down. And you got 200 plays like that. That's crazy. And, right. and and if that play and his responsibilities change, depending on what coverage, cover one, cover two, cover three, cover four, quarters, mm-hmm. 
And let well, me just throw this last team at you, Patriots. I don't like the Patriots situation because they got Ben McAdoo there. I'm not a I'm a big fan of him as an individual, but as a mm-hmm. play caller in his offense. And for me, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't like it. I seen a lot of offense. Um, so I don't like Justin Fields there. And Patriots. And I, and I'm also nervous for Mayo. Like I, we all want Mayo to be successful. Young brother played the game, yeah. you know, ahead of his time right now. Amazing opportunity. And so he's only going to be as good as his staff. And so you have Ben McAdoo there um, as the OC. I am nervous. Mm. Well, appreciate you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to be honest. I am nervous. <laughs> appreciate your insight, there, B. But we actually have breaking news. What breaking, breaking news? news. We'll yeah, we breaking. got breaking news here. So, what's coming out of Cincinnati right now is T. Higgins is actually expected to be franchised by the Bengals. And we want to hear some of your thoughts on that. And then I have a couple follow-up questions here. T. Higgins is expected to be franchised by the – I love this for the Cincinnati – hold on. All right, let me do my spiel. I think I've said this 20 times already. There, there's no place in football. The franchise tag has no place in football, has no business in football. Going back to the 90s. It was created because John Elway, who was the superstar quarterback of the Denver Broncos, was about to hit free agencies, free agency. Pat Bolin, who also drafted me, really great owner, really good owner, rest in peace, flew his private jet from Aurora, Colorado to Teterboro, New York, New Jersey, New Jersey. Okay. Then jumped in his private car, drove to through the Lincoln Tunnel. To the old NFL headquarters, right? Not the ones down there, 245 Park Ave, but it was like Midtown somewhere. I don't remember the, 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 the exact location. Ran into the commissioner's office and said, I cannot lose John Elway. This cannot happen. 24 hours later, 48 hours later, boom, the franchise tag was created. The franchise tag was created to give Pat Bowen and other owners in the future is going to be in this position uh, opportunity to get a deal done. So buy them time. So this was supposed to be in good faith. You are a franchise player. We can't lose you. So they're going to, we're going to tag you so we get more time to get this long-term deal in place. All right. Fast forward to where we're at today. We're talking about T. Higgins, et cetera, et cetera. So now you got a young man, T. Higgins, who we covered for behind the drive. His first scene, he talks mm-hmm. about going to a halfway house, look, meeting his mom. Yeah. And his mom saying, baby, let's go get something to eat. Say, are you hungry? He said, yes. All right, let's go get something to eat. She pulls out ramen noodles. He says, okay, mom, how are we going to eat this? Where are we going to cook this at? So we're going to eat it dry, baby. Yeah. So now this young man who just lost his father, who's the head of his household, his mom and this story where they come from. Now you saying we're going to put you in a position where you're, you're a lame duck again, one injury or one bad year, you'll never be able to have the money that you deserve. So the franchise tag has no place in the NFL. It was created 
to give the owners more time to get a deal done. It was supposed to be in good faith. They have used it and leveraged it to the point where they've had some guys on the franchise tag two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley's in that position now. Correct. Right? The goal in doing good business is for it to be a fair deal. No one consumes most of the risk. When you put the franchise tag on the player, the player now takes on all the risks, most of the risks. Okay? So it's good if you like bad business for the NFL, for the Cincinnati Bengals, and for Joe Burrow keeping their guys together. I like those those guys together. They got it. No egos. They work well together. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, all those guys. I don't like it for the obvious reasons for T. Higgins. This dude deserves he's a great person, right? Phenomenal talent. And he deserves to get uh, paid. He is the number one receiver uh, probably on the board as a free agent this year. And so I would love for him to experience free agency because there's some teams out there. You're just asking about Justin Fields, but there's some teams out there will break the bank for T. Higgins. Will, mm-hmm. will Patrick Mahomes take a look? And Andy Reid mm-hmm. take a look at him. The Giants need a receiver. There's so many guys out there that need a T. Higgins. So thank you for giving me an opportunity to talk about the bullshit franchise tag again. <laughs> no so let's problem. put it like this. Maybe this maybe this will get picked up. Clip maybe. this for me, Omari. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. Information coming out of the Cincinnati Bengals organization. Uh, regarding T. Higgins getting franchise tagged. The franchise tag has no place in the NFL. That was a John Elway and Pat Bowling type deal created to, in good faith, to extend, you know, negotiation period. And now owners have leveraged this to take advantage of the player. So Cincinnati Bengals do the right thing. And pay the man or let the man walk. T. Higgins, going back 10, 20, 10, 15 years ago, eating ramen noodles, dry with his mom. Listen to the story. Research the story. Kid has worked his ass off the beat, get to this point. He deserves to have the security and stability to take care of his family and his kids' kids. Do the right thing. Appreciate that feedback on that breaking news there, B. Um, Make sure it go viral. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You got to say something crazy like it go viral. (laughs) Hey, y'all know how to, y'all know what to do. Cut it up. Bro, you got, that's why we got to use these platforms, man. We got to fight for each other, man. Like, Mm -hmm. dog, that's when we talk about mental health in 2011, I always tell my story. Like that thing, and everybody's story is different. I'm not projecting here, but every day, that's all I could think about. Was man, when am I? I'm, Kenar McGuire. I love seeing Kenar McGuire, my agent's number, pop up on my phone. Like, all right, am I getting traded today? Is he about to tell me about the contract? Every day, bro. Because all I thought about was it takes one play, one play. And now I'm not in that position to take care of my 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 family. And at the time, I, I ain't had no kids, no wife, or anything like that. All I was thinking about was, damn, just last year, my mom. Right, they was or my senior year in college. My mom, we spent my senior year Christmas break in a motel. Eight of us, two bedroom motel, bro. 
broke my heart. Broke my heart. Went home, literally went back to college, about to start, actually start started selling weed. But it's too scary as shit. Boy, so one three point five. I, 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 I ain't gonna lie. I want to say I had a pound of weed, but I ain't had no pound of weed. That shit was like a. Uh, I don't even know how they talk. Boy, so it. Seven. Eight ounce, eight yeah, ounce, or something. Eight ounce. Eight ounce. You, you sold the seven in my bean Escobar. Hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Said, Brandon oh, Escobar yeah. <laughs> made, made one sale and was like, nah, nah. I it was like, it's so too easy. much for the family. <laughs> look, 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 listen, listen, listen. So, boom, I'm like, no more. I can't do this. I, already, I was already sending my Pell Grant home to my mom and them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm on campus. I'm hustling. Like, I'm dice, madden. Give me your call, like all of that, trying to survive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I ain't yeah, need yeah. much. You know what I'm saying? But I need a couple dollars, right? Right. Yeah. So boom, come home from that trip. I'm like, all right, that enough's enough. I didn't see my dad. I didn't see some homies. They did it. I'ma do it on campus. So mm-hmm. my roommate, one of my roommates, you know what I'm saying? One of my rooms, like, yo, I'm gonna take you over to the east, the west side of Orlando. Let you where I get mine at. Mm-hmm. Like, bet, let's get it. So I go over there, I get my little ounce. I'm popping. I'm ready to go. Yeah, you ready to start. <laughs> Car smelling like a pound. I get back to the door. And, and, and at the time, like, you would hear, like, news on campus, like, little drug busts on campus. Like, damn, this shit. Yeah, I'm nervous. Like, Hold on, bro. You just made it back. Down. Right, I'm nervous. <laughs> so I didn't put the ounce in my bean bag inside the bean bag and put it in the living room in the dorm. So I was like, all right, that's where I'm going to stash it at. Boom. So I'm good. All right. Man, I called my dad. You know, my dad, he was in the streets or whatever. So I was like, look, dad, this is the situation. And my dad, he he was real player with it. So he came and met me. And he was like, all right. So is this what you want to do? He said, if you're going to do it, then I'm going to teach you how to do it. So, you know what I'm saying? This is, this is how you do it. Right. And so I was like, all right, eyes got big. Like, all right, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so we had this conversation. And he's like, boom, 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 boom. All right. He leaves. An hour later, he calls back. You dumb motherfucker. What the <laughs> fuck are you thinking? He, you about to, you got this far and you about to throw it all away. What? Like he was so, he, I was shocked. It's like it hit him. him, yeah, hour it hit him yeah. Bro, like, yeah. So like, you know, I told my dad everything, bro. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. there was nothing on, on this. And so when he responded the way he did, I was like, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then an hour, and I respect him for this. An hour later, he called me, cursed me out. I was like, what you thinking? That shook me. And so that 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 ounce stayed in that bean bag for about two months. <laughs> it ain't get smoked, because I wasn't smoking back then. It ain't get smoked, it ain't get there. sold. <laughs> and that, yeah, Brandon Escobar never came to be. But, but, but I say that, bro, because like all of that shit, from that to staying in a motel, you know, sending my Pell Grant home, like my story ain't unique, man. Mm-hmm. All these guys are in these positions. And so when you get an opportunity uh, to create some financial security for yourself for years to come, um, then you deserve it. You should get it. You know, Demar Hamlin goes down. I talked about Everett going down, being paralyzed when I was playing in that, in that game. Like you really are laying your life on the line. And, 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 and so I just don't think the franchise tag uh, should exist. I got you. 
And the only follow-up question I have uh, as we're closing out here would be, so you're on the side that he should do a holdout. He shouldn't even play. No, I'm not on the side of uh, holding out and playing. I think it's just like, listen. I, I, or just I mean, get traded. I, everybody's, everybody, uh, uh, everybody's approach to negotiating is different. You know, I'm a guy that will hold out, but I think, He's the type of guy he because he's his relationship, his relationship inside the building, his demeanor. Um, if he press him the right way, he can do it in a classy way. Mm-hmm. But I, I just I, you know, a lot of players are afraid to get messy and take it there. And I think we should, because if you go out there on that field and you get hurt, then what do you have to show for it? And they'll be right back in the draft lottery. Stories. Right. Do you, so do you like, see anyone if else? Hold out, if a holdout uh-huh. is what it takes, or if even saying something publicly is what it takes, that's what it takes. But because yeah. now he, T. Higgins, he he married. He I don't believe he have any kids. But now you're going to be in the same – just like this fast. He's going to be in the same position that I'm in right now. I'm about to turn 40. Three babies. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And that's what matters. That's what matters. It's like, yo, how you you got to be able to provide. You got to be able to take care of your family. And that's what you got to be thinking about. Yeah. Don't be getting caught up in the present and the now. You got to think long term when it comes to negotiating with these owners. And if it's, you know, privately looking the owner in the eyes and saying, bro, you, you straight. I ain't straight. And if you make me play on this, there ain't I, there ain't no way I can come in here and, and respect you or this organization, and I yeah. promise you, you ain't gonna get the, you ain't gonna get your my your you know my all. Yeah. And then uh, that's good language. If I told you what I said to Josh McDaniels and the boys, it'd be a little different. <laughs> 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 a little different. Hey. <laughs> it's Tuesday in Madrid. It's five thirty. Turn is what is it? It's actually six o'clock. I'm about to go to a beautiful dinner. I'm about to get fly and dressed up. Mm. Catch me on the gram. I'm sure I might post. I might post. I might post mm. a picture tonight. Okay. okay. Of my fit. I, I had some fits in Super Bowl that I did not post. I was so fly in Vegas. <laughs> so fly in Vegas. I'm about to be fly here tonight. Post your shit, man. I love you go guys. get you some tapas. You, here we go. Faction Talk Channel 103 Paper Route. BC in the booth. Andrew out west. And your host, B Marshall. We'll see you tomorrow. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.